Hello and welcome to this latest podcast from Hearts. And today I have with me Mr. Stephen Gomez from Amiga Finance. And we're going to be talking about various aspects of the current financial market and how funding and lending is just at the moment. So let's get a little bit of information first about Steve and how do you actually get into commercial broking? Um, Steve, I've been in financial services 24 years now. Right. Um, initially in secondary insurances, personal line stuff, legal expense yep. insurance that yep. adds on. Yeah. From there into commercial insurance mm-hmm. as doing the, the, the insurances for businesses and from there into being a funder. And it was whilst I was at that funder that I developed a tax funding product, mm-hmm. which opened up the world of broking. Okay. And from there, I mean, if, I mean, finance was born. And what was your kind of educational background? Is it something you've always wanted to do or was it just something you've kind of fell into? Because I know a lot of people these days kind of fall into what they're actually doing rather than say, I specifically want to do something. Yeah, completely and utterly. It's a fall into. Right. Um, I studied chemistry and materials engineering at right. Leeds University. Right. Came out of there and as any student does, gets the first job, mm. which was working for a debt management company, which kind of gave me that first insight into finance. That then flipped into the secondary insurances. And, and as I just said, it takes us to where we are today. Okay, fantastic. And um, what sort of work does uh, Amiga Finance do? Um, we are here to support businesses in sourcing finance for whatever purpose that may be. We have a panel of 90 plus lenders yeah and from using internal technology to kind of figure out what business fits with what lender for what purpose we aim to get a solution that that business is looking for not just for the needs of today that the immediate thing that they come for but also what might be possible down the line so it's not a one-size-fits-all it's very much bespoke you you match up your clients with the various funders yeah when you have 90 funders steve mm-hmm. um across that range you'll have tier one funders that will do your, your a star businesses if you like yeah and then you'll have tier two and three funders that will look after those businesses that might be newer um might be in a an out of fashion sector yeah uh, at the minute hospitality is, is struggling right um, high street retail is struggling so those will go down the, the pecking order um and so by being able to access that whole range any business that approaches Amiga Finance can access some sort of funding. And for those that, um, even if we look across that whole range, can't find the finance, we'll endeavour to give them a solution so that in three or six or 12 months' time, mm. we can get that funding for them. And you say that some sectors are in vogue, some aren't. What are the current ones that are in vogue? I know you mentioned hospitality certainly isn't, and retail, well, we know the state of the retail market at the moment isn't. But what is in vogue at the moment? What are the lenders looking to lend on? I think lenders like security in the current market. So the recovery loan scheme has come in, and that is to replace CBOs and bounce back loan. Yeah. All three of those are government-backed funding, mm-hmm. but they're all unsecured. There's no um, there's no solid asset that sits behind any of that lending. Whereas with asset finance, whether that be hard or soft, whether it be a vehicle that's being financed or mm. whether it's some machinery or some IT kit, mm. um, there is the security of the asset. And so I would say it's not so much what sectors are in vogue, mm-hmm. but the fact that asset-backed lending is probably a safer bet for businesses, for lenders now than 
the unsecured route. And what about personal guarantees? Because we often hear clients say, yeah, I'd love to be able to borrow some money, but I don't want to give a personal guarantee. Um, Are there ways of doing that? Well, the recovery loan scheme, much the same as the C-bills and bounce back, will provide funding up to 250000 without the need for a personal guarantee. Mm-hmm. And anything over 250000 the guarantee is just needed for the, the excess. Um, outside of that, personal guarantees always were needed. And once the recovery loan scheme ends in at the end of June, will still be needed. Okay. Um, there isn't a way to circumnavigate it. The lenders have the money. Their terms say we want a guarantee from the business owner to support this. And if the guarantee isn't available, then they, they just won't lend the money. Okay. What I can say, though, Steve, is that there is the ability for directors to get personal guarantee insurance. Okay. Um, without going into too much detail, what that does is it ensures a percentage of the guarantee. Yeah. So if the business was to fail, the insurance will pay out, mm. which means the director is less at risk yeah. should something wrong okay. should something go wrong okay and in relation to all the government support obviously we're coming out hopefully coming out of covid now now yeah. coming out of the pandemic we've had the bounce back loan we've had the signals loan we've now got the recovery loan scheme what's your view on how it's all gone because i know there's a number of companies who are going to get investigated about whether they've taken the money and they shouldn't have done was it given away too easily or was it just something that fit at the time um Personal opinion, yeah. I think it was given away too easily. Yeah. Um, it's it's evidenced now that there were uh, businesses that weren't trading, there were businesses that had only recently been set up that were getting access certainly to the bounce back loan, the sub £50,000 stuff, and that there has been sufficient fraud on the Sybil side of things to say that they think maybe 35 to 40% of of that chunk of lending on the bounce back in civils will never be repaid. Wow. That's a big percentage. It's a big percentage. Um, the government and the lenders have certainly tidied up a lot when it comes to the recovery loan scheme side of things. Mm-hmm. And so I think you'll see a lot less there. But that's a massive hit to the taxpayer's pocket or to the lender's purses sure. if that doesn't get paid back. Sure. So it's going to be interesting times ahead when we see what's going to happen because potentially they could come after the directors personally. In some of these cases, not from the banks, but presumably from liquidators if, if companies have gone under and so on. So it's just something really to watch this space more than anything else. Very much so. They, I was speaking to a couple of insolvency practitioners at the business club yeah. last week with with, uh, with Hart Accountants. And uh, their feeling is that we're at the tip of the iceberg on this. Yeah. That whilst they're, if you like, not busy at the moment, they're going to get very busy, certainly once the end of June comes. Uh, and potentially for the next 12 to 18 months. Okay. And not all of that will be smooth insolvency, if you like. There will okay. be a lot of mess in there, I'm sure. Okay. Let's just kind of move on a little bit and just um, think about what do we actually need to go for funding these days? What are funders actually looking for? Are they looking for an absolutely perfect position with perfect set of accounts, with bang-up-to-date information, with a perfect track history, or... Is there some give or take here? How, what, what are the funders generally asking for these days? Yeah, I think um, because there's a, there is that range of funders that, that Amiga Finance has got on panel, but that are out there generally, um, the, the requirement isn't as stringent for a tier one fund, uh, for a tier three funder as it is for a tier one. But there are some basics that are needed with anything, uh, a set of financial accounts um, and 
up-to-date bank statements. They're, they're kind of key, but they're easy to get from for any business owner. And, and how up-to-date do the accounts need to be? Is it worthwhile making sure you can actually produce up-to-date accounts very quickly? Yeah, I think um, you, you have 10 months, don't you, to, yes. to get and file lead the financial... Nine. 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 Yeah. Should we go again? No. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, have, uh, you have nine months to file the account at company's house. I think... With the inclusion of uh, accountancy software, those could be produced a lot a lot quicker. Sure. There's less of the business owner walking in with bags full bagfuls of receipts, and so if they can be produced more quickly, get them in and get them submitted to company's house. That same software can be used if used properly to bring provide up to date management information, mm. and so I think that's something that funders have realised, and as a result are asking for more often. If the accounts are more than 12 months old, 15 months old, and the next set haven't been submitted, then up-to-date MI is going to be needed as well. Okay. As well as knowing where they're at with creditors, where they're at with HMRC. That HMRC position is important. Um, in December 2020, I hope I'm right with that date, the HMRC took preferential creditor status mm-hmm. just behind the secured lenders, but certainly above all the unsecured lenders. Um, and so unsecured lenders are now keen to understand that position of a business with the revenue yep. to uh, to make sure that they're not be, the business isn't behind with the revenue. And subsequently, if anything went wrong, the unsecured lender would be down the packing order. So the fact that you might have made an arrangement to pay with um, the HMRC, the inland revenue, would that affect your ability to actually get funding? It, yeah, it can do, Steve. The, 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 the lenders are looking now for... Uh, reasons to lend let's not get this wrong the lenders are in that marketplace the recovery loan scheme lenders when that comes to an end will have a new product some of them are already getting ready to launch their new product side by side with the recovery loan scheme Um, the ones that haven't been on the recovery loan scheme are chomping at the bit to get the funding out there okay and so um it will it will certainly uh it will certainly be still a competitive market Looking at the uh, the revenue position, they will take into account, the lenders will take into account that revenue position. Okay. If they see on a set of bank statements, HMRC, NDDS, that's the code that mm-hmm. shows on any set of bank statements for a time to pay arrangement, that will make them slightly more cautious in lending. It will certainly ask them to, the, the business to provide details of their whole HMRC position. Mm. So that's VAT, up-to-date corporation tax, PAYE, they want to see that whole range to make sure that okay. the business isn't in a bad position. Um, and, and it could ultimately jeopardise funding for 12 to 18 months. The reason I say that, just for clarity, mm. is that lenders will ask for at least six months' worth of bank statements. Mm. It used to be three months. At the minute, it's six months' worth so that they can get a real feel for how a business is operating. And even if you're in the last month of your HMRC time to pay, It'll show on there and it will raise that flag. Okay. So if a business has any uh, aspirations to borrow as it goes into the next 12 and 18 months, time to pay has to be considered sensibly. Okay. How is the lending market? Is it getting tighter? Is it getting harder to, to fund businesses or is it just carrying on as it was before? Has COVID affected it too much? Um I think, no, I don't think it has. The, re- the recovery loan scheme, Sybils and Bounce Back, to re- mention them again, have mm. certainly helped. Yeah. There's no two ways about it. The government has put its hand in its pocket yeah. and kept things moving, which is which is great. Mm. Um, if we look at the four areas that Amiga Finance work in, we have 
tax funding, business loans, asset finance and invoice finance. And if we quickly touch on each of those, on the tax funding side of things, the HMRC have said they're not a bank. They're not there to provide banking services. They expect it to be paid, but they will support where necessary. There are funders who will provide funding for tax liabilities. And we envisage, as we go through the rest of this year, that the demand will increase as the revenue stop becoming a bank. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it may be that more funders come into that marketplace. So that's certainly in a, in a healthy mm-hmm. position. If we look at business loans as a whole, I mentioned a minute or two ago, mm-hmm. um, those that aren't recovery loan scheme accredited are chomping at the bit for it to end oh. so that they can get back into the mix. Right. Um, asset finance, again, we've already touched on the fact that there's security there. Yes. And with the super deduction still having a year to run yeah. as a as a tax benefit, um, that whole marketplace is really competitive. Indeed, interest rates have gone one way, which is upwards at the moment. Mm. And we've seen a handful of funders cut their rates to become competitive. Now, that may be to become more competitive than they were, yeah. but that shows that there's a real appetite for... So, so even if your interest rates are rising, people are still being very competitive about the rates that they're going to be offering. Yeah, certainly so. Fantastic. Well, that's your great. Um, just coming on to something a bit more personal, what would you have done if you hadn't actually gone into being a broker? Where would your career have taken you? Uh, Steve, you know what? I genuinely I, I, I don't know what the answer to that question is. Um, I may well still be on the funding side of things okay. and, and not gone from the the poacher to the gamekeeper or vice versa. Yeah. Um, you know, if the finance world is a, an interesting, ever-changing, extremely dynamic world. So mm-hmm. being involved in it, whether it's on the accountancy side, yeah. the funding side, if you're a lender, there's there's always something interesting that's happening. And you'll know this as an accountant. No two business owners are the same. No two businesses are the same. Yeah. And I think if you can find something that that is as interesting as that, then why would you not be in that marketplace? Okay. But I don't know what the specific answer to that question is. So quick fire round. Okay. Overdraft or loan? Um, overdraft for creditworthiness, loan for working capital. Okay. Fine dining or chippy tea? <laughs> Fine dining with my fiance, chippy tea with the kids. And dare I ask this last question, but Liverpool or Everton? Liverpool. Yeah, I thought that might be the answer. Um, Thank you very much indeed for chatting to us. That's Steve Gomez from Amiga Finance. His details will be up on the screen later on. If you've got any questions, please feel free to come back to us. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the next podcast.